Week 17 in the NFL with a million dollars up for grabs. And you want to win that, right? Well, let's discuss. It starts with the $9,000 Christian McCaffrey, who is by far, in my opinion, the best play on the slate. He should be 50% owned, but he won't be. You see, this week, McCaffrey is going to be facing the Raiders, who allow the third most catches to the running back position. But the reason why McCaffrey is so, so appealing has to do with the wide receiver position this week, most notably the expensive receivers. So check this out. Outside of Justin Jefferson, who's $500 more than Christian McCaffrey at a lower projection so let's x him out for a second everybody else is going to be facing or using a backup quarterback Tyree Kill Devontae Adams AJ Brown potentially DeAndre Hopkins Jalen Waddle Devonta Smith potentially that's all the guys above seven thousand dollars so for the most part a lot of that upper wide receiver range is in a void because you're overpaying for a guy who has likely a not so talented quarterback now filling in okay so that's why McCaffrey is so appealing and why he should be really high owned but what about a cheaper running back I'm looking at Jamal Williams five thousand dollars this week look he hasn't scored in three straight games and when Jamal Williams doesn't score he doesn't do anything he's under four points in those three straight games because he doesn't have a touchdown but this week oh he has the savior and that savior is not jesus himself no it's the bears number 30 ranked run defense not to mention the lions actually have the highest team total at 29 points this week so expect multiple touchdowns and a lot of chances for jamal williams okay so the wide receivers up top aren't that appealing but the mid-range definitely is track christian watson because at 5900 he's an absolute must play the best leverage play at the wide receiver position on the slate if he's active you see last week and basically just a half of play he saw a career high eight targets before getting hurt he was on his way to a great game and those eight targets were on just 13 routes run so he was targeted 62 percent of the time that's Devonte adams level targets from aaron Rodgers. but not only is watson appealing alan lazard is also appealing he saw 11 targets last week a little bit inflated because watson left with injury but this week lazard faces the vikings and lazard's about 227 let's call it 230 pounds he's gonna have 30 plus pounds on every single one of these vikings quarterbacks as you can see sullivan's 189 pounds shelly's 180 pounds even Peterson is 198 pounds. A nice matchup, no matter what, especially in the red zone. So I like both of these wide receivers from the Packers. That means I have to like Aaron Rodgers, right? Well, for the first time this year in DFS, yes, I have a lot of interest in $6,000 Aaron Rodgers taking on the Vikings, who allow the fifth most points to the quarterback position. And the Packers offense is top five in efficiency the last six to eight weeks of the year with a solid 25 point team total. It all comes down to Christian Watson's health. If he's out there, he adds this explosive element to this stack. Now, in terms of runbacks, a lot of people are going to want to play TJ Hawkinson at 50 $400 if you're playing a Packers stack. I'm not playing Hawkinson. I like him. We were on him last week. He was the highest scoring player on the entire slate, but now his price point is up. His ownership is skyrocketing, and he's somebody I could jump off to at a lower team total of just 21.75 points. Similar things can be said for Kirk Cousins, who's picking up a ton of ownership now, even though there's better options on the slate. We talked about one of them in Aaron Rodgers, and here's another. How about $5,600 Jared Goff? We said Jamal Williams' teammate, a great team total of 29 points. Yeah, that's going to help a $5,600 Jared Goff. Just based on team totals alone, he should be in the 6 to 7k range this week and in five similar environments this week with a 50 plus point game total Goff is averaging over 300 yards and 22 and a half fantasy points this is strong production for the price point now the concern is Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be the highest on wide receiver on the slate so if you play this stack make sure to double stack it. and I'd also avoid $4,500 Cole Komet as a run back mainly because he's picking up a lot of ownership after having seven targets last week I'd rather go to Dallas Goddard who's not in this game yet but he's $4,700 coming in at lower ownership and Goddard returned from injury last week against Dallas and he went back to his full-time role 91% of the snaps a season high believe it or not 33 routes now this only led to three targets but since he's running the routes out there for 90% of the passing plays yeah you can expect more volume this week versus a bottom half Saints secondary all right now back to the running
running back position we go I'm shocked that Ramondre Stevenson is only $6,800 as he continues to dominate because look as a starter this year he's averaging 20 touches fantastic top five amongst running backs 18.1 points top five amongst running backs and 102 and a half yards now he does have a difficult matchup this week versus Miami's top five run defense but the whole reason we like Ramondre is because he has the cheat codes right he has those targets third amongst running backs this year Miami gives it up to running backs in the receiving game so nice spot for Ramondre and also a nice spot for a running back who's somewhat expensive this week and not picking up any ownership because of injury concern and that man's name is $7,100 Aaron Jones who last week he was limited to just 39% of the snaps he was playing later in the game but he was limited because of this lower body ankle injury he's dealing with but so far this week if we look at Aaron Jones according to the Packers injury report he's practicing in limited fashion but basically by week 17 every single NFL player is practicing in limited fashion he'll take on a tougher run defense in Minnesota but we know that Aaron Jones is active in the receiving game had five targets week one versus the Vikings all right so we're talking about some expensive players especially Christian McCaffrey how do we find value at the wide receiver position $3,600 to two Atwell is interesting you see now he started five games and in all five of these games his route participation how much he's out there for the passing plays is increased 38 percent 46 64 85 and then an elite 93 percent. he's basically not leaving the field now oh, he's cheap he's dynamic and he gets schemed plays that's what we like sean McVay is literally scheming up deep plays and rush attempts for him so he's in play but perhaps a better cheap play at lower ownership is 3700 Corey davis who's a very solid value and so far this year he's averaging 40 percent more production more receptions and yards when zach wilson isn't out there and mike white is back this week not to mention he's gonna have a solid matchup versus a bottom 10 24th ranked seahawks secondary all right now there's another mid-range wide receiver who looks appealing especially if Christian Watson doesn't play but before we touch on him I have to let you know about the two props that I like the most and they happen to be the quarterbacks in the same games Kirk Cousins under 263 and a half passing yards Rodgers over 230 and a half passing yards you can combine these two props together you put 50 to win 150 on prizepicks.com and I'll get you a free bet with the link in the description below you can get a free bet up to 100 bucks you put in 20 you get 20 right back you put in 100 you get 100 right back so just use that link to join the countless others getting this free bet right now all right so that mid-range wide receiver I'm talking about is $5,600 Juju Smith-Schuster who finally had a bad game last week you see juju scored just 5.7 points after averaging over 20 fantasy points per game in his last five healthy games and now people are going to be concerned this week against the broncos secondary because patrick sertan's out there but this secondary has been bad lately i mean just a few weeks ago in week 14 juju smith schuster faced patrick sertan put up 22 points on 11 targets so i do like juju and patrick mahomes would be a clear stack he's tied with the lions with the highest team total at 29 points the problem is outside of justin fields he's 1400 more than any other player so he kind has to have those one of those vintage four touchdown games that said he's still a top five stack for me it's tough to play him and kelsey so maybe you got to find a cheaper tight end and somehow this dude is still cheap i thought he'd be a top five price tight end but evan ingram right now is just forty four hundred dollars and we can't ignore what he's done over the last month of the season over his last four games 24.4 points 92 yards and 10 targets per game as a tight end and now he takes on the texans number 29 ranked secondary now people do have some concerns with the jaguars resting their starters there's still a slim chance they can make the wild card spot if they don't win their final matchup against the titans so I do think they'll play but if you're really concerned about that maybe you want to play Tyler Higby who they're not playing for anything but he's still out there going out there maybe trying to earn his next contract and Higby over his last two games with Baker Mayfield Baker having the full playbook in these last two games is averaging 20.7 points seven targets and he has five red zone targets in two games Baker is trusting him in the red zone and that's what we need at the tight end position just a touchdown now speaking of players 
playing really well over the last two games. How about Keenan Allen at $7,000 flat? Not only the last two games, but the last six weeks. I mean, the 30-year-old is looking like a 23-year-old out there. In six healthy games this year, he's averaging 18.4 points, easily a top 10 wide receiver, and 11 targets per game. That's with Mike Williams back. And now he takes on the Rams' number 21 ranked secondary. I think Keenan Allen at 7K flat is going to go lower owned than he should. He's a nice leverage. Now, this next rookie, I kind of like him because he's lower owned, but there is some risk here. And that would be Drake London, who's cheap, and that's why I'm surprised he's lower owned. Now, in two games with Desmond Ritter, he's averaging 15.3 points, 83 yards, and 10 targets. Now, the problem is Ritter is barely cracking 100 yards and looks really bad out there. So what happens when 70% of the production, which is an insane number, is not going to Drake London? Well, London probably busts. London is cheap, somewhat lower owned, and he faces Marco Wilson this week, which is a top five matchup on the entire week for any wide receiver. So I like to play London, and he's a value wide receiver. How about some value running backs? Well, let's look at Zach Moss, who's $5,400 this week. And look, I wasn't a real big believer in Zach Moss, but we saw it again last week. He played 72% of the snaps. This led to 13 touches for 72 yards. He was pretty damn efficient. 13 touches for 70 yards, excuse me. And not only that, but he ran 22 routes, 62% of the passing plays he was out there for, which gives him real three down back upside. And in a matchup against the Giants bottom five run defense, I like it. I'll prefer Zach Moss over guys like Miles Sanders, who are picking up a lot more ownership. I get it, a six point favorite, but a lot more ownership with Jalen Hurts potentially going to play stealing red zone touches. And I'll play Zach Moss over Brian Robinson, who's a two point favorite versus a bad Browns defense. But look, Brian Robinson's picking up a ton more ownership, even though Zach Moss is running more routes and has a similarly good matchup. Okay, now this next wide receiver, we've waited a while. He's picking up ownership, but he is the one piece of chalk at the wide receiver position. I'm fine playing. And that would be Garrett Wilson, because there's no world where this guy should be 5,500. In my opinion, he's a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL already and probably in fantasy next year. In this season with Mike White, he's averaging 21 and a half points and 10 targets per game. Yeah, he's a must start. Now, if you wanted to go for a player who's lower owned with upside, why not Chris Olave? We haven't seen a healthy Olave since week 13, but when he's healthy, he averages 14 points per game and he's still seeing all of these cheat code targets, especially the deep targets ranking fifth overall. So I like Olave for leverage, but I'm going to pass on his teammate Alvin Kamara, who's an underdog, just an 18 and a half point team total in this one. And Kamara is picking up top five running back ownership. I'd much rather go to Ramondre Stevenson, similar ownership, way more upside. And speaking of guys with a lot of upside, very quietly, this next rookie running back is starting to break out. And that would be Tyler Algier, who last week he played 62% of the snaps, his most snaps with Cordell Patterson active this year. And this led to a season high 22 total touches and a very nice 117 total yards. And now this week at a cheap price point and fine ownership, he's taking on the Cardinals number 25 ranked run defense. He looks like a nice value as well. All right. So check this out. Justin Herbert's $7,100. And if you're not paying all the way up to Patrick Mahomes, I believe he's the best play above Aaron Rodgers then if we're not counting Mahomes. You see, this Chargers team is throwing 66% of the time this year, the second most right there basically with Tampa Bay. But when they're in neutral situations of a one score game or tied, they're leading the league with a 70% pass rate. And this is evident based on Herbert throwing 42.3 times per game, the second most out of anybody in the NFL. I think he's a solid play at somewhat lower ownership. Just stack him up with Mike Williams and the guy we talked about earlier in Keenan Allen and you're on your way. So these are the guys you should play and avoid for week 17. Now, if you want to see all the ownership leverage and exactly who you should be playing and who I'm playing, well, you can check out the DFS blueprint link down below to help you stop losing and start winning. Best of luck in week 17, you beautiful people. We're close to the playoff DFS slates, those lovely three game slates. I cannot wait.